Welcome to Inner Works and Quirks with Michelle. Get ready to discuss it all from light to dark, trauma to healing, your inner works, your special quirks, and everything in between. So if you like self-love, self-improvement, finding your strength, and the brutal truth, you've come to the right place. Good morning, beautiful people. I realized recently... The questions I get asked the most are usually um, what I've been through, what my story is, what brought me to Reiki. And I realize that nobody has actually asked me what my turning point was or even breaking point, if you want to call it that. When was it that I realized I needed to heal? So today I just wanted to share that story. Um, it's I have to go back in time to share this story. But when I decided I wanted to get divorced, um, we had been obviously struggling for a long time, but it was January 2018 that I finally told him I wanted a divorce. At that point, he was on board with it. So we filed March 2018. It was finalized May 2018. Even though we decided to get divorced in January, finalized by May, Uh, We continued to live together, just basically as roommates at that point, obviously, um, until end of October, beginning of November is when he moved out. And that was so we could save money, excuse me, we could save money before he moved out. Um, However, we were divorced, we were free to do whatever we wanted, and we both jumped into things with different people, which in my opinion is a huge mistake before you've had any time to heal, Um, you're just carrying your issues into the next relationship and putting it on a person who doesn't deserve that, but we can get into that another time. But for me, I was, I met somebody um, very quickly. It was after the divorce was finalized, but met him very quickly, jumped into a relationship. And I always say that if you throw a starving man a crumb, they think it's a feast. And I was that starving man. I was so starved for love and affection and attention that this man coming into my life was basically, I can look back now and know that he was just throwing me a crumb and I thought it was a feast and I I was in head over heels in love and this was the man of my dreams and I ignored every red flag. I look back now, of course we all know hindsight, I look back now and I'm just like, wow, wow, every red flag, I just... I was just collecting them. I don't know what it was. Well, I do know what it was. I just, I, I needed, I needed that attention. I needed that distraction as well. And I'll tell you, I I feel like he was in my life for this reason, although I didn't see it at the time. So when my ex did finally move out, this was the first time I was on my own. You know, I went from living with my parents, my sister and I got a place when we moved out. Um, and then I ended up getting married. So I was with my husband for, you know, 20, well, we were married 16. We were together for 20 years. Um, this was the first time I was alone. I was on my own. Everything was on my shoulders. So, and in addition, I had had my daughter full time. And all of a sudden, the person I've been with for 20 years, no longer lives here. My daughter is only here 50% of the time, but I didn't have to feel any of that because I had this distraction in this man that I was dating and I was in love with, and we're going to have this future. And I didn't feel any of those things happen when they happened. 
So this was a very short-lived romance, obviously. Um, I, I know that he, I know now that he had somebody, I don't know if I was the side chick or she was the side chick, but I know now that he was seeing somebody else. However, I did not know that at the time. And we're saying, I love you. We're planning a future. It's, you know, everything's great. We weren't, we didn't even have a fight or anything. And all of a sudden he just stopped talking to me. It was so painful. I'm, you know, just went through a divorce and now the man I thought I was in love with and was going to rescue me is just not talking to me, like completely just done. Wouldn't respond to my, my texts. And he had numerous things at my house, like expensive motorcycle jackets and helmets and all these different things. And I finally messaged him and I said, I don't want to see you. If you think this is a ploy for me to get you over here so I can see you, that's not the case. I'm putting your stuff in a box on the porch. You can get it or not. And he did. He never said anything to me. He showed up, he took the box and he was gone. And I've never talked to him since. I had no answers. I, I got answers later as I did research in, during my healing process, but I had no answers. I had no idea what was going on. I just had the you know rug ripped out from under me. And then I'm, so I'm a mess. I am a complete and total mess, but I'm asking myself, why are you so devastated over such a short lived relationship? But then I realized it's because I had been distracted from everything else. I was leaning into this man. So I didn't have to feel everything associated with my ex-husband moving out, my daughter not being here all the time. And when this man stopped talking to me, my entire world collapsed. Everything came in on me. It was so devastating and dark. And I was feeling everything for the first time. Like my marriage is really over. You know, it it's real now. He's gone. He's out of the house. My daughter isn't here all of the time. I miss my child. And I'm sitting, it's Christmas morning. My family's there. Everybody's opening gifts. And I'm sitting on the couch trying not to cry, trying to keep my emotions in check, and I'm pouring alcohol into my coffee that morning. And I'm seriously sitting there thinking as I'm pouring it in, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is the life you want? What are you doing? And that was really my turning point, my breaking point. It was just that aha moment of, holy crap, you need to start facing some of this. You need to start feeling these things. You need to process it and move forward. But I didn't know, you know, where to start, what to do, what I needed to do. And I just started buying books to read about the different things. I started to make new friends who were, um, and not to say anything bad about my current friends, they were, they're obviously my huge support group, but I started to add additional friends who were more into um, the spiritual side, the healing side, the, you know, um, energy healings. And I started to surround myself with a, you know, more people who understood and more people who were going through healing and people who were parallel um, in the process, you know, they could understand what I was going through. But that was, that was my turning point. I, you know, sitting on the couch, pouring alcohol into my morning coffee on Christmas. And, you know, it's, oh, it's Christmas. It's, 
it's okay, we're celebrating. No, that was, that was not what I was doing. I was numbing. I was very, very much numbing. I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to face anything. I just wanted everything to go away. I was, it was a dark time for me. Everything just caved in. But then I started taking those steps, you know, and slowly at first, you know, read a book, start writing down things you're grateful for. I will tell you right now, and I still to this day, five years later, Every morning, part of my morning routine, when I'm sitting there with my coffee in the morning, I write down in a notebook, and I've, I have filled an entire, I think, two notebooks at this point. I, have, I write down five reasons I'm grateful and why I'm grateful for them. And it just starts my morning so much better. Having that heart of uh, gratitude, you know, you can't, you have you're grateful for these things. It makes it really hard to be depressed over other things. And you have to be grateful, not just for the good. You have to find the reason behind the bad things that happen too. Like I said, this man, I was devastated, but he was also a distraction. So I was able to slowly, you know, well, it kind of got dropped on me, but he was a distraction. So I didn't feel it right then. And I, I was starting to get, even though it, you know, it didn't work out and he wasn't treating me the way I should, he was still giving me affection and attention that I didn't receive. And I needed that so badly. I, I didn't, I don't even think I realized how much I, I had missed that because we adapt to survive. So we adapt to our environment. So I had gone without affection for so long. I convinced myself that I'm not a um, physical touch person. I'm not a touchy feely person. I don't want to cuddle or hug. I I had convinced myself because I had adapted to fit the environment I was in. Truth is, I'm the biggest hugger you'll ever meet. I want to hug you. I want to hold you. I want to cuddle. I want affection. I want physical touch. I like holding hands when we're walking into a restaurant together. But I had convinced myself that that wasn't me. I didn't need that. So now, you know, this man comes into my life and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I think I've changed my mind. I think I am that person who likes those things. So I am grateful it happened. I found the good in it. I will say, though, it was really hard to not have any type of closure for you know, it's different when you're like dating and somebody or not even dating, like you're talking to somebody and they ghost on you. Okay. That's not a big deal. But when you're in an actual relationship, you're saying, I love you. You're planning a future. You're talking about all these things you're going to do. And then they're just gone. That is really hard to not have any answers. So as I started to heal, I will say I started to do a little research because I was wondering, cause I was starting to see all the red flags. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't acknowledge that he said this or did this. And I started to wonder, he had said he was divorced. And I was like, was he really divorced? Was he cheating on his wife with me? I never even did any research to find out if he was telling the truth. So I did go on to the um, court cases. You can, in, in Arizona, you can look it up. I don't know about other states, but you can look it up. And I found him and saw that he, and this was years after, like when I'm going through the healing process, this was like um, maybe a year or two after, because I was still wondering what happened. And I saw that he had divorced the first wife, but I also saw that shortly after he ended things with me, he got remarried to somebody else and was already divorced from her as well, which tells me, okay, you were seeing both of us. I don't know which one of us was 
you know, well, obviously I think I was the side chick since he ended up marrying her. I had no idea she existed. I'm assuming she had no idea I existed. But then I had my answers. I was like, okay, obviously he's not a good person. I'm grateful I'm not in that. I'm grateful she's not in that because obviously she found out what kind of person he was. And the funny thing is now, I don't know if she knows who I am at all in any way, but she recently friended me on Facebook and I accepted. We've never talked. We've never said anything. We're just friends on Facebook. I only know who she is because I looked up the the court documents. So she probably doesn't know who I am. Oh, and the really, really weird thing. And if she listens to this, she's going to know who I am now. But the really, really weird thing is her and I have the same last name. We're not related, but we have the same last name. Very weird, weird situation. But again, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful it happened. It not only, you know, helped me through or helped me to start healing. um, It also made me start to realize, okay, if you are going to date, you need to pay attention to the red flags. You need to pay attention and research and don't my new, my motto that came out of that was trust, but verify because I'm a very, very trusting person, even though I've, you know, there's a lot of infidelity and everything across the board. I still trust very easily because I don't want to be a jaded person and not give people the benefit of the doubt. So I still, to this day, trust very easily. However, I'm now going to trust you. What you're saying is true, but I'm going to verify if I have to research or just verify by your actions. If you say something and your actions don't match that, I know you're not being truthful. So you gain a lot of things out of bad situations. And I would love for everybody to reflect back on a bad situation and find find the good in it. The reason you're happy for the pain that it caused. I mean, I, even going back to my marriage, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me because I'm where I'm at now in life and I love where I'm at in life. I love who I have become and I've embraced these parts of myself that I wasn't allowed to be. I wasn't allowed to be my true self and I'm so thankful for everything that happened, but that was my my turning point of all the things. And it's so funny because it wasn't even really a major thing. Like everything else I had been through, all the deaths, all the um, abuse, the sexual assaults, everything I had been through, and it took this really short-lived romance to finally break me or make me realize I needed help, I needed to heal. You know, I sought counseling. I I did everything I could. That's how I came across Reiki, acupuncture. I did everything to heal because of this minor compared to everything else that had gone on. This minor incident was finally my turning point. Finally, my aha moment of what the hell are you doing, Michelle? And so I am grateful for that. And in addition, it helped me with the fact of one, I was dating way too soon. So I took time. That incident made me take time for myself, work on my healing. I think it was about six months and I, I thought, okay, maybe I'm ready to date again. And I got into another and we jumped into a relationship. I should just have dated and no, I jumped into another relationship um, very nice man. I have nothing bad to say about him, but being in that again, another very short lived relationship, I saw the growth from the first one 
and I recognized things that could be considered a red flag, but I didn't just assume, oh, it's a red flag and just end it. I took time to process and self-reflect and ask myself, okay, is this a red flag or is this a trauma-based fear? You know, I had to figure out, is this something I need to be worried about or am I just projecting my fears because of the trauma I've been through? So that was very enlightening to see the growth in myself, but it also made me realize, nope, you're still not ready. You're not ready for a relationship. And I'm so sorry to that man um, that he got caught in the crossfire of it. We weren't, we weren't right for each other anyways, but I still feel a little guilty about that, that I again went into something too soon. Um, but then from there I took years, honestly, I took, I dated here and there, but I did not get into a relationship for a couple of years. And then when I did finally get into a relationship, it was healthy. It was a, a really good relationship. It was a lot of fun. We had good times. He's an amazing man. I still, we're not friends anymore. Um, but he's an amazing man and I wish him all the happiness in the world. He's got a big heart. He deserves it. We weren't right for each other and that's okay. It's okay that we weren't right for each other, but it showed me that I can maintain a healthy relationship as long as somebody else is in that same healthy space. You know, I know that there's still things wrong with me. I realized that after that relationship and those are things that I'm working on and I've, I've come a long way, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it all, all of the pain. It made me who I am today. It's just, it's funny that you really expect, you know, when you hear somebody like, oh, what was your breaking point? What was your turning point? You really expect some big, huge thing. You would think like, oh, you know, a 20 year abusive relationship. That was your breaking point. No, it was the uh, couple month long relationship that finally made me realize I needed to fix myself. So don't expect, don't expect everything to be, you know, some larger than life thing that makes you realize you need to heal. It could be something really, really small. And I've said in in previous episodes, as we go through life, we keep experiencing things. We keep experiencing trauma. We keep experiencing grief. We keep experiencing these things. That is part of life. So healing is an ongoing process. Um, You might have a trigger come up from a past thing that you didn't even realize you have that you have to work on, but it's always ongoing, but keep growing, keep healing, keep finding and speaking your truth and find that happiness within yourself. Find the gratitude in all of the pain. And I wish you all a beautiful and amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Inner Works and Quirks. And remember, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. And always keep smiling.